Sarah McClure. <laughs> Yo, man, that's crazy. Uh, I live for that shit. You are now tuned in to the mix <laughs> with DJ Cobretti and Star DeMarco. It's going to be a whole lot of random saxophones. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Just play the goddamn pit bull. Let's go. The pit, the pit bull? That's what we're playing. What, what kind of channel or what kind of radio station is this? When I was listening to radio. Mm. Last long, time I was on radio. What was that? What was that? Nah, I'll save it. I'll save it. Save for what? For when we actually start recording. If I was a DJ or if huh? I was a radio host at the in the Bay. Oh, we're on right now? Yeah, we are. I was not aware. <laughs> I'm sure I asked like several times. If if I was a radio host in like the Bay Area. All right. I'd probably be on some hyphy shit. You would have no fucking choice. That's the culture. It'd be a whole lot of. Ugh. You would. You would be the. You would be the Elsa El Salvadorian with the fucking dreads and shit. Oh, I'd get dragged. <laughs> I would get dragged. <laughs> they would not fuck with me. Nah, that's long. not true. It's the Bay. They fuck with everybody. Oh, that could be fair. Them niggas is bro. I remember when I used to do music. We we had some niggas that would come out from San Francisco. Them niggas is space cases, bro. Yeah, they was wild. First of all. Every Bay nigga I met back then was asking where the Skama was at. <laughs> Them niggas was ready to go, but mm-hmm. they could get readier. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> niggas was like, yo, y'all know where that white's they, at? They, they could get Cobra ready. Jesus fucking Christ. They yeah. could get Cobra ready? They could. Oh. Dog, I'm going to have such a list of nicknames by the end of this year. Hate Needle, Cobra ready. Sensei, Sifu. It's, it's good, man. And with that Cobra. being said, let's let the world know who we are, man. Yo, you in the dojo. About your Sensei. Sweep the leg, Cobra Kai, Sifu, Hate Nito, Cobra Eddie. Damn. Let me get my shit off. You got to get your shit Yo, off, bro. On. Like, you got to catch up, dog. Hold on, y'all. Yo, that was a pause. That was a wow. That is you. You're just you're sick man. Yo, yo, yo. Star, Star DiCaprio in the mix. It's a movie out here. <laughs> DiCaprio? Star just... DiCaprio. All right. Yo, call me Star Drama, man. It's a mixtape. All right. Come on, man. We out here. Gangsta Greasel. Okay. All right, man. That's all I'm going to do. I don't want to give him too much. What was... I'm going to do my list, though. What was that song when you were in your prime, when you was going to the club, when you was clubbing, clubbing? Oh, I'm not in my prime yet. Okay. Good I'm, answer. I'm almost there. Good answer. Yeah. When you were in your clubbing prime, because you're not clubbing like you used to. Oh, club prime. Yeah. Damn. Because clubs ain't really the... The club ain't seen my prime. Really? They ain't. Damn, you really missed out. All right. Then no, we- I said they ain't seen my... Pro- oh, they missed out. No, I'm just saying there was a... There had to have been a time... You can't be doing it at like 33, 32. Oh, no. But I'm saying if I was like the way I When you I was like now, 24. Yeah. Okay. Was you clubbing like that? I was wilding. I was wilding. It was like... It, it went from, I just go out for birthdays. No, I'm out on a Wednesday. No, I'm out on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, Tuesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever. Thursday night spot. So... What was that song? You remember those times where you would be coming in the club and that song is playing that you're like, yo, it's finna be a fucking good night, bro. It's... What was the oh, song? man. Because for me, it was like the same song. Every time I went to the club, if they were playing that joint when I was coming in, it was like, oh, we, it's, gonna, we, it's gonna be one, bro. We setting the tone. It's gonna be a movie. It would be like, uh, damn. It would be something, obviously something hyped up. For sure. Something that's high energy music. I know, no, nah, that was, I wasn't clubbing. That was before his time. Yeah, that wasn't clubbing. That generation. was my time. Yeah. I know, I know. No, nah, that was Cobrady time. 
I would when I was coming in, there was what, 2010? No, I wasn't a club until what? 2013-ish. Like where I'm actually like consistent. What like, about you? Like club and bars. 2013? Yeah. It was young. Shit. I was, I was on, by that point, I was in the house doing Call of Duty and Grand Theft every day with my homeboys, but I was in the army. I was Oh nah, by that time we had put the video games away for a little bit. We was in the streets. Nah, I'd already I already paid my yeah. For me, it was um, <laughs> Sean Paul shake this, shake that thing. Yeah. Boy, when that, them drums was hit, when you was going in the club and that shit was playing, it was like, yo, this finna be. But that's when we would, like, if I was going to a Latin club, which I prefer. Mm-hmm. Why? Oh, I knew the vibe was there. Why? Because the people really dance. Fair point. They were really dancing. Like, Fair point. You go to, like, you Motherfuckers know. Motherfuckers be sweating. Of course, we prefer the hip hop clubs, right? Because, you know. At that time, you know, we jammed. Yeah, that's but what we do. Just posted yeah, up and every- staring at each other and yeah. shit like that. And be like, dog, have every- some fucking fun. Everybody's holding up the wall. The women are trying not to let their makeup drip, you know. And so everybody's standing still and chilling and smoking hookah. Yeah, we weren't doing that. We yeah, was, we was humping. Yeah, we was getting our hump on. Now there, there'll be some clubs where you know you can hit it up and like I'd be chilling all of a sudden, like oh oh hey oh just by happenstance. And that's when uh nah nigga that's when I went when, to the fucking hey, club for that's when, that's when the, the y'all D- niggas is funny man that's when the DJ had the diverse uh you know music playlist and then all of a sudden he just throw on like juvenile in the middle and everybody all the girls just start shaking ass I'm like oh everybody got an ass now <laughs> oh it's, it's, it's all oh, over all me. of a sudden niggas oh, got asses in oh, there sl- all right slow it down <laughs> yeah man uh, it was I I would say that sounds like a terrible experience it was great. You just got some ass thrown on you by happenstance, but I'm like, dog, I go to the club for that. That's what we went for. We was working for it. I'd just be standing there. Oh, I'm getting attacked. I like it. Shit. Yeah, man. It was crazy. Once you got, once you got to the point where you were consistently past the face test, mm-hmm. go behind a girl and start getting your shit on, and she look back. Yeah, we're doing. I'm like, yeah, I'm not nigga now, nigga. Consistent. Yeah. <laughs> I can just do this to anybody now. Because you know, there was a time. You know, I'm the opposite. I wait till like they come to me. Yeah, I know you get. Yeah, you get. And then, and then once they start getting picked up and and put in a purse like the little doggy, like Paris Hilton, and they take you Yo, home. Don't do me like roll that. you up in a little burrito. Why are you doing this? All right, I'm just saying, bro. That's now, all your stories is. Why you? Because women just you just call me a pet. That's 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 flagrant. That's real flagrant. You just mad? I just a guy who got chose many times. <laughs> it doesn't feel like like there's choosing, <laughs> there's choosing, and then there's strong arming. You know what? I had to do something to get chose. I got selected. That's, yeah, you got chose. You just got drafted. No, you went for tryouts. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> That's fine. You went for tryouts. That's fine. Y'all got to, you know, I went out there. And, hey, I was. You know, I put it all on the line, you know. I, I left it all on the field. Hey, you was AI. I was LeBron James. You know, you was just like, all right, he played AU ball. We can, you know. You know what? You were AI. I was KG. You were in no way. <laughs> You were in no way KG, bro. Why? Because I ain't bald? You're, you're like, uh, <laughs> you're Carlos Boozer. Yo, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? At this? the end of the day, you're Carlos Boozer. I'm AI, bro. You know, I like Carrie Linkle's life. He had a cool life. He was cool. Yeah, man. He was cool. And he had a wife. Hey, once a year's birthday. You might be Tony Kukoc. He was a winner. He played with some winners. You rolled with the older winning guys. Uh, I was rolling with the winners? <laughs> yeah, you know. Man. That's the old terminology from back in 2010 on, right there. Bro. Come on, dog. Tony's yeah. a winner. Yeah, he we, contributed. Nah, the women wanted to roll with the winners. 
You just gotta look like felt a like they just rolled you up. You just gotta look like a winner. That's why. They just played like they just played like what was the game we used to play when we was kids where you just start picking people. Ah, take him, 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 and him. You it's just like pick got up. picked, bro. It's a pickup game. Okay. Throw red right over. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. Yo, so we on episode what two ninety ten away from three hundo. We in here, man. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. We doing shit. And Fisher, take it away. Shut up, fish. This year I destroyed them. Fish talk of the city. Now I'm the one they annoy with instead of spilling emotions. It's Hennessy in the morning. The cheap suits in the afternoon with more Henny porn. You know what I discovered about myself? And I'm one of them dudes who were like, or at least I feel like I'm like constantly changing, right? Oh, are you? (laughs) 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 I think I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, I don't, um, I used to be annoyed when I'm talking to different people. Now you're just annoying. Fair. <laughs> when we when we get on a subject of, like, I, I don't know how to say this. People who get all of their information from the internet, mm-hmm. I'm starting to get to the point where I don't, just don't want to fuck with them. That's the, the new age. No, it's not just <clears throat> that. You would think that. And that's true, but that's not fair because they didn't have a choice. They were born into that. So to, dis- to-, to discover like books and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it has to be taught. People my age is just like, nah, I don't like to read because, you know, it makes me sleepy and stuff. You're older. You were in the age where you have the gift of discernment. So you hate people like me. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we get Do you feel now. like you get all your information from the internet? It comes to me from Do the internet. Do you see that? Do you feel like that's a problem? Not so much. I also try to exclude myself. Like I, I try it? to, bo- I try to not exclude. I try to box out a lot. There's so much bullshit. There's so, so much. much bull- that's what that's what comes with the age of information. Yeah, but I will say that I'm more likely to pay attention if a friend of mine is referencing something, mm-hmm. uh, especially who's very knowledgeable or very educated, intellectual, whatever. You're rare because that's of different. who you're around, right? Yeah, it goes back to the conversation where I like to surround myself with older heads, mm-hmm. and and obviously, if, and the type obviously of older, that's not older heads that you're around, yeah, matters as well. Yeah, you don't want to be around somebody that has nothing to offer, right? You know, like do I learn from these individuals on a daily basis? That's a that's a key thing. A lot of people hang out with people just for the because they're cool, they got cool points, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. What does that person offer to you? Like, True. do they do they do they help you grow as a person? So so for the listener. What I mean by that is, like, with books, to a, to a greater extent, you get to decide, right? Mm-hmm. I've read Mein Kampf. You understand what I'm saying? I've read all these different books. I get to decide what is for me while taking in whatever information they have to offer, right? Always I, taking something. I read 48 Laws of Power. Uh-huh. I understand why everybody loves the 48 Laws of Power. I also understand... Most of that is not for me. Mm. I get to choose. If you're living in the age of information and you're getting offered all this information, you don't necessarily get to choose. For most people who are like born into this, you accept a lot of that as truth. Yeah. You don't get a chance to differentiate. You know what I'm saying? So you accept a lot of shit that's truth. And plus, you get confused because 
shit, I want to go on a diet. I'm just going to do this diet. Well, technically, you're not supposed to do that diet because of this and this. Well, technically, you're, there's so much counter information that yeah. you don't know what the fuck is what. Not only that, but that goes back to also the whole convos about everybody thinking they're an expert on something. Yeah. Everybody tries to sway somebody one way. And, and then, they're all yeah. just regurgitating information they got off the internet. Exactly. And they don't even know what the fuck the source is in. Within the books, I can read different books, get different ideologies, and shape my way of thinking. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? They offer more. They get different point of views and what have you. And now you're getting to the point where now you're dealing with AI. You don't even know it's fucking real. The amount of people that I watch on social media look at AI pictures and think it's real is scary. Oh, yeah. But like, y'all niggas can't tell? Y'all looking at the stuff and y'all think it's real? That's you the, can't you can't even that's tell the time we live in now. I'm like, bro, like, and you know, I think I'm influenced a little bit by being on these campuses and stuff like that. But talking to somebody or somebody always having all of these big opinions, and they get all their information from the internet. And the sad part about it is, when they're talking to me, I know what article or stuff that they're talk. I've seen it too. Yeah. But this is your talking point. You don't even have an original mind because all you do is accept. Outside information. Outside information. Make it your own. Pretty much. And you're all just sharing within the same pool. It's like, bro, I'm I'm getting to the point where I I can't even do it with you. A lot of people, I'll just be like, you're right. You got it. You got it. I can't fuck with it. You got It's not worth the discussion or or the debate. I I tell my nieces when we have conversations, when when you meet a man, even if he's a young man, if he don't have no books, I don't know. I don't that, know. That, I he might say. not be the one. Books means, books means a commitment. You understand what I'm saying? Except in my case. Okay, but you understand. For, you understand what I'm saying. Decor. Like you, you <laughs> got to take a, you got to take time out to read books and stuff like that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a commitment thing to collect books at a time where information is all on your phone is a statement of who you are as a person. Mm. So if you're dating a, a young man and he has books, consider that. Or a woman. Or a woman, you understand? But I'm like I said, if I'm talking to my niece, you know, now I think about it, some of the women who I have, like you know, either <clears throat> tried to date in the past, have, I would say majority of them actually read books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did read, but sometimes I felt like certain ones were like kind of sheltered and kind of boxed in. Sure, and they only—it's almost like kind of the internet in a way where they only relied relied on the information absorbed from some of those books, right? But there was no, like, outside experience Mm -hmm. on things. So that could also be, like, I guess it's almost like the internet, too. Because a lot of people, they take things from the internet, and they don't have that experience. The type of books do matter. The type of of books does matter. Let's say you're you're a woman that only reads romance novels. Mm -hmm. So now you think that love is supposed to be this fairytale thing. Of course, the white, and then you the get white fence and everything. Yeah, then when you get in a real relationship, which is tug and go, you've got this altered version of what a relationship actually is. You're living in a fairy tale because you've been reading fairy tales. Yeah. So it does matter to a certain extent. Yeah, exactly. You know and, what I'm and saying? That's, that's the lack of the experience. Like, yeah, you, you read these novels or uh, like stories about like these relationships and... Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's all happy at the end of the day. The big old family. It's like, nah, it's work. That's not reality. They, they're not explaining the work that comes with and it. And happiness is subjective. Yeah. It's, 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 at the end of the day, I'll just say, in my opinion, 
It's not even important. Happiness to me is getting everything I fucking want. And that ain't reality. Nah. You know what I'm saying? That's a fantasy. Happiness too. is getting everything that you want, and that's not reality. And then people walk around with that shit, and then they get disappointed by life. Peace of mind is way more. Peace and peace of mind is way more important than happiness. Yeah. Way more. Well, the happiness will probably come in due time if you have that. People think you get rich, you get happy. No, that just gives you a certain amount of freedom to yeah. try to live as, as your life to like its highest capability. Mm-hmm. But it also gives you more problems. Of course. Because now you can't trust. Of course. That's a you lot of people get, uh, they get robbed for their money, pretty much. Or they feel like they're going to get robbed for their money, so then they got to fortify themselves. Yeah. And you stop talking to people. You stop trusting people. Mm-hmm. You have a hard time dating. If a nigga knows that I got dough, you just in it for the dough. You looking at your friends different. Now you, you just exchange for new problems. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why fucking people with money kill themselves. That's why people who win the lotto always crash and burn. That's, that's true. I always thought about if I won the lotto, I'd want to be like, damn near disappear. Listen, <laughs> I said, I, to, I told my wife, if I won the lotto, we would live small. I, I said it, and I meant it, and I knew it was bullshit. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. So you do. You have to leave. Yeah. If you win the lotto, get out of America. Yeah, I would probably want to go elsewhere. I'd like to go to like Amsterdam or, or one of the islands. An island sounds nice. You ever been to Amsterdam? Mm-mm. Never been to the Netherlands and stuff like that? No, what's the experience? They're fucking awesome, bro. They got it right. I believe We're just it. taught not to think that nobody else has it like we have. They do. But their systems are better, like politically yeah. and how they treat their people. Yeah. They'll love me? Yeah. The would, Netherlands. Why would they love me? They don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he is. <laughs> Yo, this man is about to be, he's super flagrant. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, it's funny that you say that because, uh, like, for example, like, some of these dinners I go to, right? I'll go and, What know, dinners? I should go, like, you know, have dinner. Yeah, but like, who's inviting places. you to dinner? Who? Why? Why not? Okay. That's not important. Okay. But I do, I'm a people watcher, right? So I'm always, like, observing surroundings. And there's always, like, depending on what type of restaurant you go to, there's always the, what appears to be the sugar daddy with the, with the woman, sure, right? Sure, especially here in the city. Yeah. And there was this one guy, and I, I wanted to make fun of him in my head, but I also, like, felt bad for him. Because I didn't think he was in this full state of mind. Because he was very old, and this woman is, like, two times younger. You got a thing with that. No, I'm telling you what I see when I see you. No, no, no. What I'm saying is you have said this on several occasions, but you're not even, a lot of times you're not even making reference to like the really older people. You're saying like maybe somebody in their late 30s dating somebody in their early, and you're like, why would you want to date that young? Like, well, let me, put, let me put some context into it. This man was at least maybe late 70s. Okay. And she, if I had to guess, she was maybe 40s, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell, had all kinds of work done, you know, the typical stuff that women with sugar daddies already have. Sure. Um, and I see this guy, and he's like, he gets, he gets up to go get, you know, I guess salad from the salad bar. And he's coming back, and this man's confused. Like, he doesn't remember where they sat. And passes their own table and picks a, a table that's by itself. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, I'm like looking in confusion. 
And this woman goes, oh, I'm a, we're over here, baby. We got a table over here. And then he gets up like, oh, oh, like on some Joe Biden shit. Fucking lost. Now, <clears throat> let me put things into perspective. Mm-hmm. Because you're right. And that is pretty sad. But I don't think that that matters to him. What matters to him is later on that night, is he getting blown? That's what it is. Tis the goal. Yeah. It's Shakespearean. He's going out the way he wants to. If I'm 70 and my money allows me, uh, a four year old porn star, at that point in time, uh, where's the sign up sheet? Yeah, I'm in there. I'm probably going to do that. That's fair. She's going to take all your money. That's y'all problem when I'm gone. Yeah. I'm going to be gone. Y'all fight over that shit. But I think <laughs> I think what I wonder about, I'm trying to get pounced on. Yeah. And that's it. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm trying to get pounced to death. Yeah. That's what's trying to what you know what I'm saying? To, but I wondered in his case, I'm like, yo, how many guys out there or like older gentlemen who maybe they're not all the way there no more, mm-hmm. right? And how many are getting taken advantage of by younger women just based on the amount of money they possess? You know, it's it's and I was like, damn, it's a it's a cold world we live in, man. Like, it's crazy. It's better to get taken advantage of in your 70s and rich than taken advantage of in your 40s and rich. Yeah, because what's the excuse there? Because <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I can't even see it. I'm not going to remember it the next day. Yeah, fuck it. But I am going to get pounced on the next day. <laughs> and at that point, what else really matters? Yeah, I got, I got what I came All for. All you're doing is just jumping on top of my colon counter and I, hey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just on top of the colon. You know what I'm saying? Damn, that is that would be a good way to go out though. I think that's that's the goal. Yeah. I've already stated that, and I mean that shit. Yeah. I wanna I wanna have a stroke while having a stroke. Wow. And I mean that shit. Stroke while having a stroke. Name of the pod. That's <laughs> the st- the death stroke. Yeah, yo. That's 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 wild, yo. The death stroke, baby. That's what I want. I want the death stroke. Kumite style. I respect it. I do respect it. Brick don't hit back, dog. Now, if we take it back to people being younger, Mm -hmm. based on the conversation we were having earlier before the show, Mm -hmm. the whole, uh, and I I love that we're about to get into this, the phone call. Bro. Let me me set this up for you, Put some context. Put some context. So I was just... I was just telling him, you know, I'm on these campuses and stuff going to school. I talked with the younger cats and they're really fearful about the new COVID strain coming back and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah. cool. And they're like, did you get it? And I was like, yeah, I got it. I got it. It was, it was pretty bad. It was, I had bad fever and stuff like that. And they were like, you don't want to go through that again. It's scary. I was like, I got to be honest with you. I lived through AIDS. That was a different epidemic. Y'all got COVID. We had AIDS. And I was like, y'all don't know what it's like. He still has AIDS. The, the, ner- <laughs> the nervousness of taking that HIV test when you was out there in them clubs a little too hard. Yeah. That's a different sort of fear. And I, I told him it's the same type of fear when I was like 24, 23. I had messed with a chick. And two months later, I, you get a text. Hey, uh, we need to talk. Ah! <laughs> yo, why you guys scream like They'll that? Be like, yo, tell me now. Just tell me. Don't do this to me. Just tell me now. And she was like, nah, we can talk later. You were like, fuck. So the whole day you are <laughs> fucked up. And the reason that I hate that the most is because that's that type of shit is like my mom is a um first ballot Hall of Famer 
like spanking. But she also played mind games with you. She used to hit you with that. When you get home from school, you get your butt whooped. Right? Mm-hmm. People don't understand what kind of fucking torture. That means you had to think about it all, all day long. Day. But hold on. In yeah. school, there is a moment when you forget it. Yeah, of course. And you're having fun. And then it comes and then it comes back. On and the it's bus? Just, dog, when it comes back to you at like 2 o'clock or 2.30, you're just like... <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Yo, just the, just the melt of your body like... Oh, yeah. Now, let me tell you how bad she really was. That's the moment you realize, like, should I even go home? Hold on. But here, it gets worse. So then, no, but then, then, so you know you're getting your ass whooped when you come home, right? Of course. So you come home, and you're just waiting for your mom. And my mom comes home, and she's not saying nothing about it. And you're watching, you know, when you know it's coming, you're watching her every mannerism. Of course. I'm watching her all night. She's cooking. Ready. She's cooking dinner and just like, oh, God, and she still ain't brought it up. It. Still ain't brought it up. Ain't got shit to say. Then at about six o'clock, you're like, I think this. I think this bitch fucking forgot. Yeah, she might have. She might have forgot. I didn't got Seven, away with one. Eight, nothing. You're just like, cool, home free. This dumbass motherfucker. My mom let me get to shower and go to bed. Right? Damn. I'm laying down. I'm comfortable. And then you hear break a glass, and Stone Cold Steve Austin comes in with the world championship belt. Oh, you thought I forgot? And she's beating you out the belt. My mom is a, she was a fucking terrorist. But hold on. I honestly, I told. That's where you get your looks from. Bro, I told my mom. I like how you try to just ignore that. I did. I just, (laughs) Matrix. I told my mom, bro, you needed a gym membership. Back then, yeah. I said I, I I personally feel like sometimes that was like the highlight of your day was beating your ass, and she just laughed. So I knew it was fucking true. You know how you know how those... beat my ass sometimes with the highlight of her day. I was like, man, you needed a gym membership. You know how I vision her, like uh, you know how like in the comic books mm-hmm. they always have like that part where like there's a big like moment of surprise. Or like somebody just got hit hard and they had the eyes wide with like joy because the guy's whooping that ass. Yeah. That's how I feel your mom was looking my over mom you. was My mom was Dr. Doom, bro. That's crazy. My mom was, was Mrs. Sinister. Shit, now she, that, was, she was the shit, bro. Now parents can't even put a hand on the child. Sure you can. It's not the same like it used to be, though. Yo, y'all got to tell you this, bro. So, no, you, you don't know the difference. I, it's different when you got your it's, own kiddos. No, it, it, it's, it's a little different, bro. You need to establish to your children who going to get fast no, hold on, hold on. Nah, it don't work so like that dude, anymore. I, so I told myself, I told myself when when I had kids that I was gonna break some, and I and I still mean this, that I wanted to break some generational curses because parents don't get it right. Of course not. A lot, right? Yeah. And especially within our community, we got some curses, right? The spanking with the belt comes from slavery. When you think about it, a person takes a belt, makes a makeshift whip to whip these little niggas into shape. Mm-hmm. It's a bad sort of tradition that we have. Yeah. It's what we know, but it doesn't make it right. So I told myself, you know, I got, I got boys, so I'm going to be raising men. I've got, you know, I want to try and find a way different. I'm still going to spank them, just not with the belt. I don't like that tradition. I remember when my, when my mom got remarried, and she was pushing my stepdad to become man of the house. And the discipline us. And they told us, be in the house by the time the street lights. Hanging with my brother. Shout out, Kev. Of course we're not. So we get back. 
and my stepdad is waiting for us in the garage. And we just like, oh, he's becoming the man of the house. But you got to understand, we are vets. I got so many spankings by the time I was 10 years, like it's nothing. It's just Oscar winning performances. Pretty, by the time I was 10, I'm just putting on a performance, and then I come in the room, it's like, eh. I got second player, nigga. Eh. <laughs> my mom walked past. Cool. I said I had second player, nigga. My mom, my mom walked back to the door. Eh. She walked past. All right, give me the controller. Is that your cry face? It's, it was back then. That's horrific. So then, so none of this shit, yeah, it worked. So the none of this shit. The face, the better. Clearly. <laughs> so none of this shit affect me at this point. So yeah. we just, me and my brother's entertained, like, what's this nigga going to do? What you yeah. going to do? So he wants to spank us. I was like, all right, cool. I'm used to this. Line it up. So we catch about three licks. All right. So we put on a performance. Yeah. He's not this guy that's ever spanked children before. Yeah. So he breaks down and cries. Oh, so now me and my brother are just looking what at a, each other like, all right, what's this? What are, what are, we, what are we doing here? What's this? What who, am I to do with? Who's really winning the award here? Dog, I'm like, what are we to do with this shit? This is new. So we wind up consoling my stepdad like, hey, man, you did what you had to do, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yo. This has always been. Hey, you did your best. You did what you had to do, dog. We was tripping. We yeah, violated, dog. It was us. You did nothing wrong. We, it was us, bro. So we then, full circle. Yeah. This has always been a funny story in my family, right? Yeah. Till it comes time where my, my son, my oldest son's kindergarten year was, whew, it was rough. Yeah. I don't know where he's getting it from, but he was just putting hands on every fucking body. He almost got kicked out of school. He was two weeks getting kicked out of school because he just was... But hold on, dog. I'm not showing. He was Cobretti. Bro, he was Cobretti for he yeah. was Cobretti for real. Like I'm talking to his teachers. I love his teachers. And his teachers was like, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. He's a lost I, cause. I watch him. <laughs> she was like, and if you know him, he's the sweetest little mother, but he's got a switch. Yeah. She was like, the kid is the biggest kid in the class. He walked past, he tripped on Kyron's backpack. Kyron grabbed him by the shirt and pulled him into the punch. Damn. I'm like, what the fuck? It's going on. So now I got I to gotta spank him because nothing is yeah. working. I bagged up all of his toys in front of him, cleaned out his room, yeah. took away all the TV, took away all of his privileges. For months, the behavior's not changing. I, I got to spank him. It's time. It's time to get physical. I got to give him a, a different threat. Got to right? resort to violence. So it's breaking my heart. So now I got to spank him with the belt. I, spunk, I, I spanked him with the belt. And I could feel the fucking tears. <laughs> you started crying. I, feel I almost, I almost cried, but it was like, this how stepdad. Felt. I talked shit about this nigga for years, and full circle, here I am about to fucking cry because I had to use the belt on. Crying like a whole bitch. I didn't, <laughs> but I felt it, and I was like, but I understand the reason I felt it is because I never wanted to resort yeah. to that shit. But you know, I found different shit within the gym. All right, we gonna work it out. Step in my office. Yeah, planks, wall sits. All of that shit, that shit worked, and then he grew out of it, and now he's excellent. Yeah. But having a spanker with the belt after I told myself I wasn't going to do that shit, and then watching him react to, it was rough, bro. Yeah. I can imagine. Full circle. And now, and now like, on, on uh, adding on to the beginning of this conversation, the phone calls, right? Yeah. And then you brought that thing to my attention about, like, when you go and get tested and shit like that, and you're just there, it's all nerve-wracking. You're just trembling a little bit. I like, knew oh. I was tripping. I knew I had the condom in my fucking wallet. 
Yo, I, you, you was going. I was tripping. I was, was wilding. Bro, this man was going full like uncooked wagyu steak. It's <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You was nervous, nigga. I got on the di- I got on the fucking diving board and took my shorts off before I jumped in the water. <laughs> bro, it's it's that's a nervous moment, bro. bro. Like, it's nerve wracking. I, I think for anybody, that's um, you know what I feel like. Women probably handle that shit a little better, but men for men, I think they're like on edge. Like, dude, what's the result gonna be like? It's What's crazy, the result bro. gonna be like, you know? And but that phone call, even like, of course, like if you get that phone call, like, yo, we need to talk. The first thing you think is pregnancy, for sure. Immediately, it's been like two months, and I ain't heard from this person. You, you start doing the math and shit. Wait a minute, now, nah, cause it was fucking April. Oh no! Oh, do I did go balls deep? It's and then she call you up. And it be some dumb shit, and you be like, "I'm really not fucking with you now." You don't have me fucking crazy all day. Yeah, talk about what are we? It's if almost, we're not pregnant, nothing. And it's like that unsettling feeling too, like in your stomach, and just like, oh fuck, man, I don't feel too right good in now. the pit of your stomach. Yeah. It's like, Ugh. and it just lasts all day. And then, the, and then the worst part about it is, I, I got, I, I always knew I did not want kids in my twenties. Yeah. So when I finally did have kids, I was like, this was the shit I was afraid of. Mm-hmm. This, this shit is fucking easy. But, you but were, it was only but you were easy because I was in my 30s. You were old as yep. fuck. Yeah, you were. I mean, I'm always, I was literally the same age as you, but all right. But I was like, nah, this shit you is easy. You know I had my first kid at 20, right? Yeah, but how old are you right now? 30. 34, right? No, I am 33. Stop saying 30. Am, Yo, you heard that shit, right? I am newly I said, how old are you? You said 30. No, the fuck you're not. I'm closer to 30. I rounded off. You're closer to... <laughs> you're about to be 34. No, I just turned 33. Like, last month. Okay. Well, that's around the I time got, I had my first kid. Yeah, old as fuck. Okay. For, like, Mexican standards. <laughs> I, I, was th- I was 31 on my second kid. Okay. Yeah. No, that's about right. But I will say that the, the way I took the news for my second kid at the age I was at was nothing like before. Yeah, life is... Before, I'm like, I'm running away from home. Life is... Life I'm is leaving. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to be disowned. Yo, he joined the circus. You was just going to abandon him, huh? No, I don't need this shit. <laughs> hey. I don't need this hey, shit. I'm too good for this. Like, yeah, you know, I, I, got, I always knew you was going to be as good I got a promising future. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, you got it. <laughs> That's crazy, yo. You got it. It's fucking wild, bro. <laughs> hey, you got it, I'm yo. pregnant. You got it. I believe in you. Hey, I see y'all around, though. What is that supposed <laughs> to mean? It's because I knew you always had the potential. Now I, I, I see that you about to max out. And I'm going to be watching from the sidelines cheering you on, bro. Hey, just know, hey, you got my support at heart. Yeah, you got me. I, you won't see me physically, but or, I'm there. Or, like, financially or mentally. I'm not really that spiritual, so it's not going to be a lot of seeing me, but I'm there. Yeah, just imagine, vision me there, like, by your side. Like, I envision you, you and him, like, by yourself, <laughs> just doing well and <laughs> Yo, that's full-on, like, scumbag mentality. That's scumbaggery. To the max. Add oil and that, some seasoning salt. That's, like, that's the recipe of deadbeat. Good gracious, man. Like, speaking yourself into deadbeat action. <laughs> like, it hasn't even happened yet. You're just, it, you inspired yourself. Like, dog, I, I feel like I'm going to be, like, the best deadbeat. Like, of, of all, all I'm time. Akuma. I'm the Akuma of deadbeats, bro. <laughs> bro, you, you never, you ever see, like, a, I, I know we have know a few people probably personally in our time. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the most scumbag deadbeat I can't fuck with fathers. It. I can't fuck even with Even mothers. Dog, I don't fuck with it. Wait, but hold on. 
But it's even worse, like, they talk a big game. Like, they good parents, right? And mind you, I never go, you'll never hear me going, like, I'm a good father. Because I always think that being a parent is a work in progress. There's always somebody better than you, right, at what you do. So when people start doing a big talk, talking big game about their parenting, I was like, you're probably a piece of shit. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, you look like father of the year or mother of the year when the holidays come around. Oh, all of a sudden, like, oh, is my baby. Like, have you seen your kid in, in months? <laughs> you know I got to be honest with you. I may have maybe one person in my circle that is maybe close to that. I don't, yeah. I don't fuck with people that, I don't really fuck with people that can't take care of their kids. Yeah, it's it's uh and it's not even it's like embarrassing. it's not even like a um I'm not even talking in a providing sense. Yeah. You know, that's that's stuff that's unspoken, but I'm not even talking about it in that sense. Like wanting to be around your kids and spending time with your kids, I don't even associate with with you can't be around me. Yeah. I don't I, I can't be around you just you just can't. I can't be around pieces of shit like that or people who uh who are abusive. Yeah. Like, even, if, I don't care if you had, like, it was an incident, it was, you know, you felt it was mutual between the two. Nah, bro, like, you know better. And it's just, it's just funny, it's like, most of the, most of the gangster niggas I knew growing up, most of the hustlers were protectors. They're just good fathers now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or they evolved. Yeah. To, at least to that point. Yeah. At least to that point, they were always that. And, and that's what I see. And it's funny. I said this before. When I was younger and I was rapping and shit, I was always rapping like niggas didn't believe in me and I didn't have nobody because I was separated from my biological this father like 90, for this a like 97, while. right? What? Rapping? Even then, yeah. You was rapping in 97? No, nah, I wasn't. Crazy. It was 98. <laughs> 98. Was 98? it 98? No, I wasn't. I wasn't rapping until, well, I had the incident. The incident was probably 97. Okay. No. 96, 97 was the first incident with rap. And then it took me to about like 99, 2000 to really start rapping again. 99 to 2000. Probably 2000. 2000. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, we both dissed Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get sidetracked. Where were you? So you, back then you started rapping. I forgot what the fuck I was saying. Parenting. Gangsters being good fathers now. Yeah. Gangsters was... Yeah, they just, they just were good fathers. That's all I see now. Yeah. Not now, or were they like that already back then? That was one quality they maintained. No, you back then, when you saw them, you was like, nah, you're just going to jail, or you're yeah. going to die. Okay. And, and then now you And see they them. didn't have any... You know, we, they just was our homeboys and shit, but you look at them, and... You know, when you're, when you're somebody that's around that, but you've got talent, they nurture that talent, but you see things bigger than they do, and yeah. you see them like they're... It's not going to happen for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you look at them now, and it's like, God, that's, that's inspiring, bro. Yeah. Everything that you thought about them, you look at them now, fucking nurturing and shit like that. The same hands that used to snatch collars is the same hands that's helping you fill out college applications and all of that shit now. Yeah. So Providing. It's dope. Yeah. I, I like the evolution when people do evolve. Now I remember what I was saying. So when I was younger, I, I wanted that. And a, and a lot of people, because that's what, that was the thing. You wanted the image that you didn't have nobody there. I was away from my, my biological father for about eight, nine years, right? 
So you had that little chip on your shoulder like I didn't have nobody there. All I knew was good dudes. Mm -hmm. I had my stepfather. My father was, he established the foundation early in my life, right? But even within our community, it was like a line of black men that wanted to fill in the gap for you. Barbers, coaches, neighbors, friends of the family, elders or somebody in the church or something. They were always willing to fill in the gap. Yeah. And as I got older, I realized, I don't know, like all of this, 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 Black fathers not in their kids' lives, I don't think I've really seen it much. Because all I know is a bunch of dudes that want to be in kids' lives. Yeah, That wasn't my experience. And I was lying to myself the whole time. I was lying in my rap lyrics and shit because I wanted the shit that the tough niggas had, which was like I didn't have nobody. Even when I didn't have my biological father, I had a line of motherfuckers that wanted to. Yeah. Be in your life and mentor you and shit like that. I think people. I think it gets. Uh, if you're being real with yourself, I think the story gets twisted though because you know there's. I've seen situations where like you know how there's like the two parents who can't seem to co-parent properly, right? Or one's trying to keep child away, and then there'll, there'll be. A whole, I definitely had that in my life. There'll be a whole narrative painted sometimes for the man. It's usually the man, right? Where he's just not around, and that's the that's the narrative that gets put out there. It's like no, the dude probably tries. I've seen a few cats where, like, one of the biggest desires they have is to be that father to their kiddo. Yeah. But due to their circumstances or whatever, they're not, they're, have, they're fighting this battle where they can't get there necessarily. It's not, it's, it's, it's a lifelong attempt to try to do this. And I'm like, yeah, man, there's, there's a lot of people who get painted the wrong way because then you see them, you know, either they're supportive of the community, you know, like you said, the church, mm-hmm. even like times with the family, like, you see who's involved. Yeah. You know, like, who who, who really cares? It, so, but a lot of them are not being real with themselves. Of like, you had that. You just didn't want to embrace that. You just yeah. wanted to chase the niggas that look cool. Yeah. And so did I. I think we all did a... Yeah, and so did I. It was like, this shit looks cool. I'm not trying to hear what you saying, OG. Yeah. I want to be like them niggas, right? Yeah. And so that's what you chase, and you adopt what they dot. Now, be clear. 70s and 80s, that was a problem. Because we had a lot of issues in our community. So, yeah. Between drugs and alcohol and coming back from Vietnam and, and jail and all of that shit, there's a lot of abandoned babies. And that's really where a lot of hip-hop came from. Yeah. That whole generation came from that. So A lot of abandonment back then. Yeah. That, that is But in crazy. my personal life... But it took me in my 30s to realize that, though. Yeah, it takes time. Or at least I just didn't want to acknowledge it until I worked on myself to acknowledge truth. That's fair. So... No, that's, that's, that, that, that's what I noticed, man. That's good. Now, I do want to touch on this because <laughs> it's just been kind of crazy. You know how there's always like, uh, I mean, you know, sometimes I'll catch wind of like some new shit. Mm-hmm. But this is, I think, I don't know if this is the first time where I've seen, uh, what is it? It's like the Mexican Congress people. They're having the, like a conference or something. Mm-hmm. And they introduce the two extraterrestrial bodies. Cake? Huh? Cake. Is that what they call it? No. Was it cake? It was cake. But why that why was that narrative there? What happened? I don't know. People want to make money. People want a show or something. It turned out to be they cake. Should, it was they, cake. Yeah, they supposed to be cr- like, Yeah. Long, long, Originally. What do you think <laughs> about like cuz I, you know, I I I will always wonder No, but I'm saying I will always wonder about like other life forms, right? Here's where I'm I've at. I've always wondered about that before, but I'm like, 
what is truth, you know, like when it comes to that? Here's, here's where I'm at when it comes to extraterrestrials, right? Imagine. First of all, who would want that cake, though? That was horrific. <laughs> yeah, look, it looked bad. <laughs> that looked bad. It looked yeah. bad. <laughs> you know, that was nasty. So She looked beige. Imagine <laughs> that in the millions of galaxies, mm-hmm. we're the only life. That's sad. Like I, we can't I, be. Yo. We can't be. Yeah. Right. We can't be. If we are, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Right. I don't want to be the only thing that exists. Right. That's number one. That's tier one. Okay. Tier two is if they do exist and they've been here before, it'd be funny if they're the ones who initiated creation. And we just made up a whole bunch of gods, and that's what we think, but it's mm-hmm. actually them. Right? And I tell people all the time, and listeners, whatever, you know, this is my opinion, and y'all can feel how you want to feel. When it comes to the concept of God, right? In my opinion, if there's a God that exists and created us, it's moved on. Mm-hmm. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? I think that we can clearly look at life and history. And realize there's been some, whatever God that you think was doing a lot of interfering during the Bible days, ain't doing the interfering now. It missed some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I I think that it might have moved on to create another galaxies and what have you. I don't think shit just came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing with aliens is, tier three is, fuck them. Where the fuck was y'all at? (laughs) <laughs> if y'all here right now, y'all niggas is not helping or doing anything, eat a dick. Congratulations. There's aliens. Cool. I got to still go on with my daily life and shit like that and keep yeah. these bills paid or what have you. You ain't doing nothing. Nothing, nothing changes for me. By, the, by this way, by this point, we done seen a whole bunch of movies. Like, I'm not surprised by y'all. Y'all might be a letdown when y'all finally arrive. I do wonder. Fuck them. I do wonder if it wasn't like, it, you know, we all know that. Media will distract, you know, we're always going to get some kind of distraction mm-hmm. in regards to like, whether it's aliens, another virus or something, you know, there's always something, right? If you ain't invading and if you ain't helping, started. fuck you. But I wonder why that, like, why that began, like the narrative of aliens. We, we like that. Really? We, we love mystery. We love well, mystics. About, we love. No, I'm talking about like, we dating way back, like when it, when it began. Like, why did the narrative begin? Like, let's say we never saw anything or like, mm-hmm. did somebody just create it in their mind? And say, so, you know what? We're gonna run. We're gonna run with this, and just keep it going throughout yeah. history. And then next, you know, it was something that began as something very small. So you mean to tell me? It wasn't, it hold wasn't. on. Aliens start popping up. After. Okay, but popping. but let's just say. But it could have just been hills. It's not. It's not that far of a concept that somebody could <laughs> understand where I'm going with this. It's not a far fetched concept that somebody could say, "Hey, I think that this is happening, and this is where we came from, and this is Korea, and then people just." Continue that shit and it only gets bigger and bigger, bigger over time. What's that sound like? Sounds like everything else. Sounds yeah. like religion, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a far fetched thing. Yeah. Yeah. They the say that. The stuff that's not put up. Such as? Well, uh, just because the listeners can't hear it. You said what? A lot of things that can't be explained, such as what? You're going to say the pyramids? Black people no, couldn't build even, that. Pyramids being everywhere. Oh, like not just in one place. Exactly. Yeah. Like how do these cultures have or abilities? Writing, yeah, and finding writing other 
nothing new is nothing new is really, especially with indigenous people. You know what I'm saying? Nothing new is really new under the sun. Wasn't it true that back in back then though, continents were closer together? We don't have a proper date on time. Yeah, and and, mm. and we don't know when these things were were created, right? There's always gonna be the predictions. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna go and pretend I know more than a scientist, but I'm pretty sure a lot of stuff is a lot of educated guesses on time frames. Yeah. Sure. So we don't know how old this shit could be. And I'm like if there was a period in time where continents uh, were very think, close to I each other. At this point, there's some things that are accurate. No, of course. There's yeah, of course. But I'm saying that there's a lot of things that you know that they're gonna take their best. The best guess based sure. on the information based they have on the information and the have. evidence they have, right? Whatever. And so, if continents used to be really close to each other, like, or we at least were all closer, connected, yeah, we were all yeah, connected. At some point, we was probably like one. We are. Yeah. We. I mean, we were, and then there's a separation. We know over, that for sure. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we're always moving. But yeah, I mean, that's where I'm. It's really simple for me at this point. It was like, hey, man, dear ET, if you ain't helping or you ain't invading, I don't give a fuck. It would be crazy. I don't. Uh, but it would be crazy if there was like some, uh, like how the scenario, like Independence Day, if some shit like that happened. I'm, at, go- I'm going out shooting. At this point, that's that's what I'm saying. I only care if, if you're invading happens. or you're helping. I'm yeah, that's it. Bird box shit would be crazy. I, t- I already told. I already told my. I already told my wife. Hey, when it goes down. Either a zombie apocalypse like or something like that. It's, it's a divorce. So you're divorcing? <laughs> the zombie apocalypse, is, that's a divorce. Because you're going to get me killed. That's fair. You're going to get me killed. I'm a fucking survivor, bro. This is the part where you you're become gonna be deadbeat. Vegan. <laughs> huh? Gonna be vegan. You're going to be vegan? I'm a survivor, bro. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, I think what's going to happen here, this is where you become deadbeat. You'll be like, you're no longer my family, bro. I'm I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> the real card comes out. I already know how it happens. The zombie apocalypse happens. Everybody's going crazy after it settles down, and people start knowing the hiding spots and shit. We're starving for food, and we gotta go get it. I know it's up the street at the stop and go. We gotta go get it, but we gotta go get it together. What kind of zombies are we dealing? We're dealing with fast zombies. We're dealing with either way. Either way, fast Wait, or slow. So we're dealing with Dawn of the Dead zombies. Yeah, sure, done. let's go Dawn of the Dead. We're walking there, we're done as soon as it happens. Or, or I mean, we can. If it's Dawn of the Dawn, Dead, we're all dead. You can have, bro, you can have Shaun of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead. All I'm saying is, this is how it happens. Dawn of the Dead. We're worst. going to the store to get something to eat. We got to go together for some reason. And I'm like, bang. Come on, man, hurry up. And then there's the bite on the neck. And I'm like, fuck, you did this to me. I'm eating you next. Damn. That's how it happens in my mind. It's going to be a bang. Come on. And then I get bit. And it's like, fuck. I knew I should have fucking divorced you. I know. I know. I'm, I'm teaming up with our most ruthless friends. Everybody who got gun experience. And we teaming none up. That, we none of that survive. shit matters. Guns. Let me tell you something. No, but I'm saying in the moment. Guess who won't have a gun when a zombie apocalypse happens? Oh, I, got I got bats. Swords, clubs, and you know why? Because they don't run out of fucking bullets. And I won't be around nobody with a gun. Yeah. Because what you gonna do? Hit them with the Uzi when you're done? I'm going, dog. When the zombie apocalypse happened, I will be at Academy. (laughs) With everybody else. Nah. They they, They they go into the gun stores and the and the and the Walmart and shit. I'll be in sports section. Bro, if they run it, metal bats don't break. Yeah. If they run, y'all done. That's, That's not true. If, if the zombies Number, can run, let me tell you something, dog. You're dead. I'm a nigga. 
You do not have plot protection. Dog, here. I'm a nigga, bro. And I've been a soldier. I'm going to survive. You pretty much just said you don't have plot protection. Dog. Well, you will. If I got baggage, I'm in trouble. You don't have plot armor. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm going to get armor. And you know yeah. what's happening? Right when we get to Academy. Oh. Babe, hurry up! Ah! Yeah. And then it's over. And you get got. Mm-hmm. That's why I told her. I said, look, when it goes, when that shit happens, we're divorced. Do you think at some given time in the future, they're gonna, there's gonna be some kind of illness, man made virus thing that's it's gonna, already happened? No, but where it actually AIDS and COVID. No, not like that though. But I mean, where people start really like losing themselves and behaving in like zombie form, like bath salts. Bath salts, yeah, they did. No, they did. They did act like that, but permanently. In Florida, niggas were eating faces. Yeah, but permanently. Like where they, there's where they can't control no, it. The original them is no longer there. Where they can't control it. Yeah. And it's contagious. You ever seen? You ever seen somebody on meth or yeah. on heroin? Of course. We ain't too far. You ever seen a crackhead in real life? Yeah. We ain't far. Not, nah, but if you, if you're not on drugs. You ever seen somebody that needs a fix? I work on a PI. So you know. Yeah, it's different. But I get what he's saying. But I'm saying super crack is coming. You, all right. But I'm saying if you have if you have a man, super crack, if you have a man made super salts. Yeah, but you're talking about taking some shit. You're missing the point. No, I'm talking I'm about I'm talking about a viral thing that happens. Airborne. Rabies. Yeah. Have you ever seen rabies? What yes. rabies does to humans? Yes. But we're talking about a worldwide shit. I would not be surprised. What do you, do you, you think we, we would get there at one point? I wouldn't be surprised. We keep, ta- exactly. We keep tinkering, we and we will, because we always do. And we got to wake it up. We got that, we got that shit in us. It's like, you know, try, listen, but that you know shit what? Is a, this is what's going to happen. I'll tell you exactly how it's going to happen. We'll find it. We'll find how to use it, and we're America. So you know what we do when we find things? We weaponize it. Of course. And the first thing we're going to do is use it on Brown, somebody Brown. And then it's going to get out of control. Yeah. But that's how, that's how we destroy ourselves is we're going to discover some shit, weaponize it, and use it on our enemies for whatever we want. And then we can't contain it. Mm-hmm. And then it's, that's what we've had happens. a good show. Pack it up. Yep. I'm more concerned about shit that people don't think about. Like, uh, sooner or later, the sun's going to explode. Will we? You don't know. You ain't never know. It's a ball of gas. Sooner or later. To, but I want you to think about this. The sun farts. What are we doing here? The sun farts. If the That's sun what you got to give up, me. If the sun blows up, we'll be dead long before we Listen, up. Nemo is the nigga you did not want as your partner in science class. Y'all At doing all. a fucking, <laughs> y'all up there doing a fucking presentation. Therefore, the sun may not get, and so the, the sun farts, but like this nigga. Yeah. Oh, compare a nuke to the Sun blows up, we're dead long before we do it. I don't think so. Some may fry, some may get altered and go underground, and then you got to deal with the winter. The sun blows. Yeah. I, think, I think we were all dead. We're done, bro. Yeah, the planet ain't even here no more. That's not true. We don't know that. We may up. lose Uranus. Bro. Yo, <laughs> yo, pause. <laughs> you, you was waiting for that. <laughs> this man was waiting for this. You're a sick man. We may lose your your anus might get burned up. You know what I'm saying? Welcome to the dojo. We may lose Uranus and Mars and stuff like that. 
But we're going to have a winner. Or the, the earth is not going to explode. We're going to have a winner. It's just going to freeze over. I think we're all dead. We're not closest to the sun. Third rock. I knew you would, hey. do some, I knew you would third, know some third shit rock? like that. Third rock from the sun? Exactly. The show taught me something. Yeah. Yeah, but we're not. We would have a winner. We would freeze. We wouldn't explode. You never know. You know what I'm saying? I'd love to see that shit. All right, what, what else are we talking about, man? Oh, you know Yo, what? Yo, I'm, I'm having a good week, right? Let's talk about it. How I'm having a good week because I'm, I'm inspired, dog. I love to I'm be glad, inspired. I'm glad I did this for you. And I appreciate it. Hey, you man. came in here in your lavender shirt, and I was like, you I know came, what? Life I, is, I came hat- is going to be okay. I came hatless. He's wearing his lavenders. Yeah. My hair's out. He has no hat. Lavender he right. has combed. He's now Sofricio Espinosa. Uh, you know, they, <laughs> new nickname alert. Hey. When I think he doesn't have his hat, Sofricio Espinosa. Senor Latino Heat. Oh, wow. I'm out here, bro. Yeah, you know, it's. Yeah, you're going to have to find some. I can't play Eddie Guerrero's music. Yeah, but you're going to have to find something. I'll find something. If you're going to get an identity, you got to have a theme music to it. Uh, I guess I'll play that the, the shit that's hot in the streets, the, the Peso Pluma. That's what they're playing right now, right? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not Spanish or in the streets oh, right yeah. now. Hey. That guy's out there. Did you know that he had to cancel his uh, U.S. tour? I have no clue who the fuck we're talking Let about. Let me tell you who this is. Upcoming artist from Mexico. Mm-hmm. He does like that, I guess that... Why haven't you said his name yet? Peso Pluma. Oh, that's his name? That's his name. I have heard that Everyone name. Everyone loves him right now. I have heard that name before. Yeah, he just performed... What, what's the award show just played? Uh, they just uh, this past weekend. Uh, MTV Awards. VMAs. 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 The VMAs. Why did I say MTV? Like, that shit ain't dead. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? They're making good shows though. Who? MTV. I ain't tuned into MTV since they stopped playing music videos. No, no, no. What I'm saying is they're actually show shows. Yeah, like these 1923s and stuff. You'll hear the MTV right oh, before. Man. If it ain't if it ain't like streaming service, they used to there. be the shit. MTV was it. You watch TV? Back in it. Yeah. It's about today. No. Okay. I watch shows and stuff, but I'm not watching like actual TV. That's what I thought. Oh, that's crazy. Um. What was I getting? Oh, at? that's still on. What was I getting at? Yeah, about something. yeah. Now, now you know what it feels. Peso pluma. Peso pluma. See, I'm, you see how much better I am at that than he was. Yeah, you better. That nigga just left me in the dark. You were talking about hey, a dad. You're gonna figure which this- one. <laughs> you gonna figure this Guess out? Guess which your own. one? Yeah, which dad? Your shirt is peso pluma right now. You need to relax. All right. No, so so this guy. <laughs> Yo, that is the worst laugh ever. That was like a death laugh. That, that was, that was oh, like, leave me here. Hey, that was that last. That was the death stroke. That, that was, was the right death before. stroke, like, that was that last breath death stroke. That's what that was. That was a leave me here. Yeah, so this, so this cat, he, uh, he's just blown the fuck up, right? All the women love him. Everybody mm-hmm. loves him. He's everywhere. He's like the first, uh, he was, the only reason I heard about him at the VMAs is because they were announcing that he was the first his, uh, Mexican. To ever perform at the VMAs. Do you watch that shit now? No. I don't watch any award show anymore. Cool. But they announced that part. So that's how I knew about that. Um, so he does that style of music where you know how like in Mexico is big, like where there's a lot of artists who do like cartel storytelling. Uh-huh. Right? So apparently, at least from what I heard, I don't know his music like that, but that's kind of the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you're going to rub certain sure. groups the wrong way. Sure. So he's not allowed Zip to perform ass. in certain places in, in Mexico now. And there's a lot of That's death risky threats. shit. Bro. Oh yeah, it is. There's that one cat. Remember, uh, it's like an older. He was an older artist in Mexico, where they brought the note to him on stage, piece of paper, mm. and they told him, "You perform 
you're, you're, you're this dead particular man. song or the no, whole. This, this, this is another guy. Another guy. He's an older cat. Also an artist in Mexico. He was on stage. Somebody brought him a note. They say you perform, you're dead. He knew he was gonna die. Performed anyway. And they got him out of there. Oh, he found his body the next morning. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah they. Oh I know. That's why yeah. I don't. My wife wants to vacate. She keep, every time she was like, "Where you want to go?" I'm like, "Oh, Fiji, Japan, Africa." She was like, "You don't want to go to Mexico?" No. First of all, I did that enough when I was younger, but hell no now. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good. Hell no, because cool they're fucking that. black people up now. That wasn't a thing back then. They left us alone. Now they're just like, "Oh no, y'all getting money now." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you niggas used to be as broke as us. Just visiting. Y'all, y'all got paper now. Okay? Y'all used to come for weed. Now y'all coming to vacate. Nah, we got to get you. Yeah, no. You but, and your barbecue ribs. But a pe- Yo. <laughs> Yo, but so they, they apparently he had to cancel due to threats. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of threats. And so I was like, damn, bro. Like, to, the fact that, like, you could be in the position you're in. You know, for an artist, it's never just the artist. You know, it's never just the music you do, that profession. There's always some shit behind the scenes when you're at that level. Or depending on what your content is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, that... That's not even that far off from like how artists die here. For sure, it's States. dangerous to be a rapper. It's like the same shit, just different, like different style. That's all. It's it's kind of different, right? Like if if you're talking about, I just think that life is about decisions, mm-hmm. and you know at this moment, like like in hip hop, they just they just getting you because they hungry and for jewelry and shit like that because yeah. you're flashing it in their face. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the early 90s, if all you talk was gang shit, if you round up in the wrong neighborhood to perform where there was no unity, yeah. you're at risk. But if you're making a decision to talk about cartel shit, not being involved in a cartel shit, like, first of all, you know, at this point, the motherfuckers are not playing. Yeah, at all. They ain't playing around, dog. They're not fucking playing. Well, I wonder you what... made that decision to make that type of music. Of course, I, it's I, coming. I wonder what this cat's background is, though. He is from the same, I think, town as Chapo. Okay. And uh, I don't know his full background. I didn't feel like looking that deep into it. But mm-hmm. I wonder, like, you know, did you come up this way? But my nigga, you know? if, if, okay, let's say you're associated from that town with that cartel. Yeah. The other cartel is going to be like, why you keep talking about them like they big time? Like we ain't shit. That's you just talking like they ain't shit? All right, cool. Don't come over to this town to try and get money if you don't acknowledge. Either way, that energy is coming. Yeah. That's a decision you made. It's so, it's so, you can be a mariachi. You know, it's so crazy the, the fear that I'm sure a lot of like the residents of those areas who are not involved in that at all, but like they just live there. My nigga. And I'm like, yo, this got to be fearful. Like, yeah. My nigga. They, they had these. I read this news, uh, I read this news story. There was this activist blogging couple. All mm-hmm. they do is blog. Yeah. They live in the neighborhood. They're affected by the cartel. Mm-hmm. So they're activists and they do blogs every now and then to speak out against of course. the cartel. Them niggas got hung over a freeway, disemboweled with a sign over them that said, watch what you say. They were just bloggers. Oh, yeah. You're... It was like, nigga, them motherfuckers there, bro. Yeah, but your, your voice matters in that sense. You, we don't like what you're saying. They don't like it. That's crazy, bro. That's that's. Remember the wild. Remember, remember when the they were doing the narco series. The the person the the scouters who go around uh to look up for locations and shit like that, they knocked him off too. And you're just a scout. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's crazy, bro. Somebody doesn't like what you're doing. I think they had to film in another area for a certain, uh, a particular scene or something like that because that dude got clapped over there for scouting. Depends on, depending on who it is. I know for sure that Zetas ain't fucking... Yeah, man. Dude, they ain't I, playing around, bro. You know, it's just crazy how, like, you know, and it's not brand new because, you know, throughout history, there's always it really been... Ain't. There, there's always been different groups of high level of savagery, right? Right. Like, just careless, heartless, or heartless people. Yeah, I'm like, sure. damn, I, how did the first heartless people get to this point? Cold-blooded folks. Like, well, it, you know, I think that people, we can't understand it because we're first world. Yeah. We're not in the environment to understand it. If you were raised in the environment to understand it, you would understand it. There was a time when we were in that environment. Mm-hmm. But you got to be in that environment to understand movements. When, when people nowadays want to do the activist thing and they look back on the civil rights time, it was like, you don't understand. We weren't getting money back then. Nobody. We all were in the same condition. Yeah. So it's very easy for us to unite and move together. When everybody else starts getting individual money and starts becoming individualist, there's no more unity. We can't get nothing done. Yeah. So in their situation, if you came up in that environment, you understand clearly why it's like that. Yeah, to you, to them, it makes sense. For us, we can't possibly. (laughs) It's the same way it was like when we're fighting, when we're we're at war in the Middle East, you don't know what it's like to be over there. You couldn't possibly understand why they think the way they think. You don't understand the, the mind of a suicide bomber. Yeah. They mean that shit. Like that religion is not like a fair weather thing to them. This is my life code. That shit means something. Yeah. So I'll give my life for this shit. Like, we don't understand that concept. I'm not doing no fucking kamikaze or suicide. We love our life too much because shit's kind of good, even when it's bad. Yeah. Or we just don't got that kind of discipline. We don't understand that mentality because we ain't in that environment. Yeah. That's all that comes down to. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like, I I I, I always been fascinated by like those kind of, kind of stories, like mm-hmm. documentaries. Uh, even you know how like when Gangland and all them shows were like coming out. Like I was always fascinated by the the storytelling because like you're getting a little bit of insight. You don't get a you never gonna get the full thing, but you get the insight on where these people come from, why why they started. Like it's almost like certain gangs where they started to be. You know, it's always like the family thing. Like we are outsiders, right? So it probably meant good at first. And Everything just, starts off pure. And it went, yeah. Everything starts off pure. And that's what I wonder about those groups too. Well, sure. I mean, if you even take, if you take gangs, mm-hmm. everything started off pure. Yeah. They wanted to protect the neighborhoods, right? They had a little twisted philosophy. They started off looking at the Black Panthers and stuff like that. And that's what their example was. But they still live in their neighborhood and they're still dealing with the police and what have you. Yeah. And then they're dealing with other people who have the same mind, but they don't want to do it the same way you want to do it. So now we have this clash. Clash a little bit. Mm-hmm. Add some guns to that. Some it money. Becomes, it becomes a little bit of a situation. But when money comes into play. That's when the game changed. But then something happens like 1984 when like crack is sort of discovered. Yeah. You can have a 14-year-old who deals weed, he gets crack, and he's getting like 5000 a day. Like, that changes everything. Yeah, when you can be a millionaire at 23, just out of nowhere, everybody is like, yo, now I understand how precious this little fucking rock is. 
I got to build up my arsenal so we can protect this shit. Yeah. And now everybody's fucking doing it. Now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then it becomes a calamity. And we don't see that the only reason this shit is in our neighborhood, because Ronald Reagan wants to defeat the Sinistas, and Congress won't give him the money to do it, so he can raise money by pushing this in our neighborhood and taking the money off of that. Mm. We don't even see the big play. All we see is the money. Yeah. Anytime money is introduced, you're fucked. Yeah. Everything starts off pure until somebody wants to buy it. And once you're willing to sell it, it's over. Yeah. That's... It's over. Any movement, any music, any industry, as soon as somebody wants to buy it and they, make an, and they offer you enough money to sell it, you're in trouble. Yeah. It will all fall apart. I can see that. It's just unfor- it's unfortunate, though. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's human, really unfortunate. It's human fucking nature, bro. It's human nature. And, so you got to draw on the line and, and decide what's important to you. Yeah. It would you know be crazy. You know, it also makes me wonder, like, you know, what would, what would my life be if I was born in a different environment, it's such as those? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, where, where would you stand? Like, would you be a part of that? Would you find a way out? Would you just be in survival mode? You know, like these things are like little scenarios I wonder about. You and, know. and and a lot of times, like in this country, though, specifically, I can't speak to other countries, but in this country, because if you go to Africa, when they were doing regime change and stuff like that, them mm-hmm. child soldiers weren't given a choice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like they had to kill their family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In our situation, you still, even in the worst situations, you still at a certain point got a choice. You play basketball. You gangbang or you hustle mm-hmm. or you do something like music. You're still going to have to be affiliated with your neighborhood yeah. somewhat. But you but, got options. But you got options. If you're going to do that sports thing, do the sports thing. Because yeah. as soon as you start trying to over-rep and you're not actually out here being active, no. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But even still, you still had options, but you had to go and do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a lot of places may not have the options to do it. That could be possible. It's unfortunate, though. It's unfortunate, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. A lot of bright stars came from, that envi- from those kind of environments. You know what I'm saying? The, yeah, the ones that make it out, those are always, like, uh, those are good stories to hear. Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot of bright stars came out of those environments. Yeah. So. People who Usually did. the greatest of anything. Yeah. Somebody Serena came out of Compton. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Denzel, like he was you first said, you spon- said, You said LeBron? I believe Harry O is, was sponsored Denzel Washington. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And even then, he came out of, he also was being taken care of, and he went back to Chicago where he was taken care of by disciples. Mm. They, they used to see talent and foster it and keep you out of trouble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They see the bright stars, and they don't want you near anything they had going on. That could ruin you. That could ruin you. Somebody's got to make it. You know what I was re- rewatching yesterday, uh, Training Day. Mm-hmm. Man, dude, I hadn't I hadn't seen it in a while, but I was like, yo, something about there's always gonna be something about Denzel. I was like, this is why he's one of my favorite actors. All time. I think he's the greatest, definitely up there. I think he's the greatest, but even if even if you want to say he's not the greatest, he's top three. Well, I would never say who's the greatest because I feel like there's a lot of those top guys. I, I like I like them for what they're doing, like. I like Leonardo DiCaprio for things that he does, you know. Some, but some, he's in the conversation. Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, these, these are all top dogs. But I would never say, like, oh, he's number one. Because I would. 
Yeah, but not, you know, like I said, everybody's number one for what they do. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, Leo, he does what he does. I don't think people can really replicate that. Nobody can replicate Denzel to me. Put you, that's, that's definitely... That's definitely... <laughs> Except Jamie Foxx. <laughs> that's definitely true. It's, it's sort of like uh, in everything, like if, <laughs> if you're dealing with rap, let's say, let's say I judge things on, on your skill base, right? Mm-hmm. Rap. Can you flow? Are you good lyricist? You rap slow? You rap fast? Can you do this kind of song? Like Each one of these is a different attribute. If you're playing basketball, you're good with your left hand. Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Yeah, how diverse when are it you? comes to acting, okay, cool. Can you do this? Have you done Shakespeare? Have you been on stage? Have you mm-hmm. done this? Like Denzel is all checks. Yeah, he's checked all of them. DiCaprio hasn't done some of those things. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. It's like I know that this motherfucker checks. I'm looking at the score sheet, and a lot of people are right there with Denzel, but they haven't checked everything. everything. And he's fair. literally the guy that's checked. Everything. But if we're basically just like, you know, a lot of us are going to have preference. There's some people who probably say, I'm not a fan of Denzel. Mm-hmm. So to them, they can't, they they're, want never, Sam they're never going to have that argument. That I saw Michael Jai, even though I, the argument was dumb because he had already had his. With who? He had already, Michael Jai White. Oh. Spawn, you know what I'm saying. He said. Yeah. Black Dynamite. He yeah. said, look. Spawn. <laughs> you got Denzel Washington. You know who was the real star of that movie? Of what? Of Spawn. Uh, yeah. Sure. The clown. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, but it's not as good of a movie as people think. I, no. I, they always no. people. The people movie was trash. Imagine that movie. Of, like, it was, was awesome. No, it was Spawn like, was trash. It was kind of trash, but we loved it. Yeah. 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 But. Well, Blade was excellent. Yeah. Blade was good. Yeah. Uh, but I'm saying. But I'm saying, dude who played the clown. Was John like, Lamazano. He he stole the show. But that's John Lamazano in anything. Exactly. Yeah, he's, he's and he's super underrated. Oh, he is. He's the one. Uh, I was watching this uh, some video. They were talking about how like this dude has checked off so many different styles. He's played so many different kind of roles, characters, mm-hmm. and are like, and he's probably the most underrated for that many checks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can see that. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of those kind of uh, Esposito. Juan Cario Esposito. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys. Um, Jeffrey Wright. Um, but um, so Michael Jai White said, all right, you got Denzel, you got Sam. Mm-hmm. How many of Denzel roles could Sam have played? And how many of Sam's roles could Denzel have played? Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, Sam could have played more of Denzel's then Denzel's, I was like, Denzel would never do the kind of movies that Sam Yeah, I was trying to think of Denzel's did. fiction. Yeah. <laughs> no, but see, they're, they're, I think he could have done it. They're, they're not the, to me, they're not the same kind of character. They're not, they're no. not, they're, they're, they're occupying different They stay in their lane. Territories. They do their, they're Denzel in their own lanes. But Imagine Denzel is Mr. Class. No. Nah, Sam, Sam plays wonky roles, bro. Yes, he does a lot of that shit, you know. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't see. Like that's what I'm saying. I like. I like different. Just like with music artists, I like music artists for certain things. Just like I like actors who do certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, they do certain films. That's why I catch them. Like, you're not gonna. How how many people can do like the movies that like, like the Goodfellow cast could do? Like a lot of them guys, they were they were made for that. Sure. You know what I'm saying, but you're not gonna go and grab these randoms to go and play the same role. It no, happen. because. 
Those guys had point of reference. A lot of them probably came from those neighborhoods. Yeah, of course. Actually, they I believe they did. You look at it, all of them shifted. Yeah. Like every one of them. Even De Niro. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pacino hasn't done. Pacino hasn't done comedy. No, but what I'm saying is Al Pacino. What? Which one? What did he do? Pacino. I've never seen that. I don't think I've seen he a Pacino comedy. I'm gonna have to look but that he's up. Done he's done horror. He's done horror for yeah. sure. But that's still yeah. that's one of my personal good yeah. gracious. But that music, Al Pacino story with his little uh, <laughs> did he have a baby like recently and then got divorced or like oh, broke uh, up with a girl. De Niro did. Nah, it was De Niro no. that wanted it. No, Pacino, Pacino. Pacino knew. De Niro, one of them had to, one of them had to get a test. But like, uh, oh. no, but I'm talking about Al Pacino's girl who just had a baby. Mm-hmm. He didn't split with her. Then he was so the one she, who had to get a test. <laughs> yeah, it was probably him. Because oh, De Niro been married to the same girl forever. No, 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 they broke up. No, nah, they had a divorce. For real? Yeah, he got a new chick. Both of them were yeah. black. What? Girls, so. Yeah, they both black. Well, De Niro's black. always like black women for sure. Yeah. Um, good segue. Music. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, I was inspired. Oh yeah, you were telling you were I was inspired before. by me. Yeah, you know, I forgot. No, I wasn't. Go ahead. Great, <laughs> but um, I love to be inspired, bro, and it's kind of rare. But I'm inspired by Nas. Okay, Nas just put out the the final of his two trilogies in three years, and that's sort of been like right now. I'm on, I'm on production and execution. That's the shit I'm on right now. I mm-hmm. want to put out as much shit and create as much as I can as possible. And my environment resist against that. Yeah. The same as him. There's no way he should be doing this shit with all the businesses and ventures he's got going on. He shouldn't have time to do any of that shit, but he's so inspired to create. He's pushing boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he's trying to experiment different shit. When I look at that shit on that level, man, I'm just fucking inspired. And it was a good run to see what he did. And it was like a pivotal time right now when I'm trying to do the same shit. So... I like to me to go. I like that some of these cats too. They can, uh, you know, don't matter the age, you know. Just turn and, fifty. Hip hop's fifty. Yeah, it's awesome. And they're still like, you know, uh, doing things to the best of their abilities at, at a high level. Mm-hmm. You know, better than some of these young cats could do. For sure. And when you're talking about Nas at this moment, at fifty mm-hmm. years old, the people you have to mention with him is probably Kendrick Lamar and Killer Mike. Yeah, he's making better projects than everybody else. So you're talking Kendrick, and you're talking Killer Mike right now. He's entered the conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I, I haven't listened. I, I haven't him. listened to his shit. I've only heard a few of his things. Like years I think ago. I hear it when you every, put shit on there. Every. A lot of people do great singles and mixtapes. We talking albums. Mm-hmm. You got to put that shit together. It got to make sense and it got to last. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. got to. It's got to take. A lot of people ain't doing what that well, guy you know, did. And he did it quietly. No radio. No nothing. Yeah. I put out what I put out when I want to put it out. I don't ask for nothing on my fucking label. I shoot the number one. This nigga's 50 years old. He's selling out Madison Square Garden several times. He's selling out arenas. People don't know. By himself. Mm-hmm. No other acts. He may bring a surprise act. But on the own strength of him, no radio, no singles, no release dates, no promotion. I put the shit out. Sell out Madison Square Garden, 50 years old. That is crazy. It's fucking amazing. And I'm not even the guy that ever had all the fucking singles and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's fucking 
Extraterrestrial. He did, he didn't. Twenty one albums. He got some kind of I don't know. He he didn't figure it out some kind of blueprint. He's just nah. And, and, but that was always his thing. His he had a mystery thing about him. Yeah, and that's probably what a lot of people like too. He speaks for us. He drops a lot of jewels. But he was always that. He came out at twenty. Mm-hmm. This fucking wonder kid. Yeah. First time I heard him, I thought he was the smartest motherfucker. He never even made it past eighth grade. That's the crazy. first album he ever made is considered the greatest hip-hop album of all time. If you put 75 writers mm-hmm. and music experts in a room and say, Desire, decide on the top 15 best rap albums ever, one album is going to be 80% of the time the greatest rap album of all time. That was his first thing he did. That's crazy. He was only 20, never made it past eighth grade. Well, I never thought that people academically, you didn't have no, to accomplish it, it, a lot it academically. It didn't, but that meant shit yeah. to me who wasn't, I knew I was smart, but I wasn't good at academics at the time. That's what I'm saying, though. So I could look at Nas and go, this guy has got to read something. And that was another thing. It was like, I remember an interview real young where he was like, I never passed eighth grade, but I read a lot. Yeah. So now I want to read a lot. He does look like a reader. You know what Speaks I'm saying? Speaks like a reader. I think it was a disappointment. I remember when Kendrick Lamar said uh, he was talking to some after he put out To Pimp a Butterfly and he was in an interview and they were like, you read a lot, don't you? He was like, no, I don't read at all. And I just remember like, what? It was a shocker to you. It was a shock. Yeah. It was like, shit. But then again, he's from Rosecrans. And he's one of those kids where it's like, boy, yo, he, and Nas said some brilliant shit that I, another thing. That was that was the quote of the album that stuck with me. It was like, if if your teammate million if if your teammate militant, you better be brilliant mm. if you're gonna make it out. Cause it takes a team. But if you don't have a team, you better be brilliant. It better be unfucking deniable that's, what you are. That's basically Nas. That shit hit me <laughs> like a fucking you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you you find yourself in a situation where it's like you don't have a village around you. Yeah. And that has been like my issue for the past years. I'm trying to stoke the fires of all of these dormant geniuses I have around me. And I just can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the people that I am, like the friendships I am inspired by, these niggas is fucking moving. You know what I'm saying? If you don't, you, at, you get to a certain age where you need those people to be acting on their talents. Or you don't need them around you. Well, that's what I, always, I always think like, you know what? A lot of us can do different things. Mm-hmm. We do a series of things, right? Whether you could do, and especially in our our groups, our we circles, just, right? We do. We got people who do music, people who do video editing, engineering, uh, whatever you know, whatever the management, or even just like some of our entrepreneur friends. Uh, they there's just so many skill sets, and I get it. Sometimes people are like they're you're more passionate about one thing than the other, mm-hmm. even if you could do all all four or five things, right? But it's like focus on what. What best, like, what, what's where you find more success? You know what I'm saying? Because I think a lot of people, they, they waste their talents. Yes, you do have talent here, but are you using it for what you do best? Well, I will, you know? I, I, I'll say this to counter that, because I don't disagree with you. Okay. What I would say instead of focusing on just on that gift, what I would say is, hey, this is the one that you're good at, master that. Mm-hmm. Not tap into the other ones. And that's the thing that I think many people, even Master like, it. even the groups that I'd be a part of or that I, even I've encountered, just, you know, based on conversations, you know, like sometimes we go to these shows, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, you're chilling on the side and you, you're talking to these artists about what they got going on. You're talking about what you got going on. I'm like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of like not 
the lack of mastering mm-hmm. certain things that you you're trying to accomplish, trying to do. You know, it's it's almost like the rappers who would make songs without doing any kind of mixing, any any engineer work, mm-hmm. and and this is the songs they want to sell, and or they think this is it. I recorded it on a mic at home, and it's over the, the over the instrumental, and boom, that's it. And, and I'm like, then, no, they, yeah, you didn't, you're, not, you're not. You didn't fulfill like what you needed to do. You didn't master your. You didn't create the product that you could have created. You now, didn't do. You didn't do the thing that you that you're good at. You didn't put in your ten thousand hours. Even right now, I do other shit, but they're like, why don't you do out some music stuff? It'd be like, dog, I. I don't know if I've showed y'all, but. I got, like, anytime I want to, I can tap into, that's not yes. the thing that I do. I did that. I put in those 2,000 hours, I mean, those 10,000 hours. Mm-hmm. Anytime I want to do that thing, I can show you I can do that thing in so many different ways, it'll make your head spin. Yeah. I'm just somewhere else now. Yeah. But anytime I want to tap into that, I've you already can. mastered that, and now I'm moving on to something else. That's what I would tell people. There's more to you. But you made sure you mastered that craft For first. sure. And that's master that first. And that's what I think a lot of cats don't do. Is uh, and You're right. that I wish they would because you don't know the potential you you're have. just half doing that shit exactly. and that's your one thing yeah you just half doing it like nah man put in those hours you know I will say I I, I feel like I have I had a guilty moment mm-hmm. years ago years ago when I first started picking up a camera this is when I'm like I'm still in music you know I'm I'm, I'm making like little mixtapes or or just like little singles that I'm doing I'm performing right and I I don't know why I had the urge of like picking up a cam. So we're doing it just for photos at first. Then we're shooting little promotional videos. And then I'm like, dude, there's, I'm developing so much interest. I'm like, I know there's so much more. And then the first time you get somebody to hit me up and they're like, yo, how, how can we get a video done? Because they like some visuals that you did for yourself. And then you start, like, I, I lost track of myself. Mm-hmm. I started thinking like, oh, I'm a, I'm a business now. Like, I, could, I could make money off these people. Not realizing, yo, I haven't mastered this craft yet. And yes, did I make money off some of these people? Of course I did, because mm-hmm. I did enough. I did what I thought I knew. But I'm like, I wouldn't go and hire somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they didn't know. And, and if you ask yourself, were they satisfied with the product? Possibly. But I'm also like, what kind of people was I dealing with, too? You know, like, do they know? Like, are, what, what do they ask for? When well, it comes okay, to this? okay, think about it. Think about it like this, right? Sure. They saw what you did for yourself. Yeah, they saw something they thought what was cool. What they wanted for themselves mm-hmm. is what you did for you. For you. Yeah. If you provided them with what you provided you, you fulfilled the service. Yes. Could you have been better? Yes. Of course. Were they asking for bigger than what you did yourself? No. You owe it to yourself because now you're awake and your own personal code is better yourself be best at this thing but doesn't mean that you frauded them they wanted what you did for you for them but i'm speaking for myself though how i felt so how i felt is they want something kind of similar to what i've created right Mm -hmm. but i also know that this is the right at this current moment this is the limits and the max of what i can do right and i'm like and me knowing that I've, you know, I study other people's visuals, you know, I, you know, back in the day when Dang Films was coming up, shout out to Dang Films, uh, I would I would watch his videos, right? And I'm just like, yo, just angles, mm-hmm. uh, slow motions, all, all kinds of stuff, like just the 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 placements of cameras, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. attaching them to vehicles. I'm like, yo, he was doing all kinds of stuff 
And that's just for us being like, we did put put ourselves in a local space. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you do have, what was it? Boomtown back in the day, the big music video people from right. like BET and shit. I'm like, I remember them. But to see somebody you know personally, and you're kind of like watching their game, I'm like, I can't do any of what he's doing yet. Yeah. But, and I don't like the fact that like, it's nice and kind of humbling to have somebody ask me for service mm-hmm. because they like what I did for myself. But I know that I'm very limited and I don't like to be that limited. Sure. Because it makes me feel like I haven't learned enough about this skill set. But you got to understand that, that that kind of thinking is a rarity. And most people are more like each other than they are like you. Sure. So, like I said, you, you provided what they wanted, but self-improvement and wanting to better yourself is a rare yeah. trait. And you can't really but expect I, that from... In my mind, too, I'm just like... I also don't want to create for you what I did for me. I, I get want, it. I want to do something but that's your outside own personal struggle. If course. you've given me what I wanted in order to achieve what I wanted, yeah, you got to learn to. But it's also for me, like because I, mean, I don't know how other artists might do or other visual people might might think. But for me, I'm like everything I create is almost like going into a portfolio for me. All right, let me ask you this you know? though: until you, was it real to you as something as, that you wanted to do? Before they asked you, could you do it for them? Or was doing it for them, was that the moment when you were like, yo, I want to do this? It was something to benefit the team I was a part of. It was, but it wasn't a thing where was like, I want to do this. I wasn't going to like, oh, I'm handing out services. You know, until, you know, then models start hitting me up. And mm-hmm. like, they want some work done, like photos, things of that sort. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I could do something like that. You know, and I started spending my skills. Was it, was it something set. that you wanted, or is just something that I came to you, to, and it, it was an avenue that was available? It was a new avenue that I started to find interest in. That I'm like, oh, I didn't know I was that interested in this. Mm-hmm. And then once people start asking you, you start questioning yourself, like, should I get into something like this? Like, do I have this unknown skill that I could really like progress in? Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what kind of made me jump into it more. Which I think I still have a shit ton to learn. You know what I'm saying? But it's always a good experience. And it makes me feel good doing it. Right. You know, I don't do it enough. I do think I need to dabble back into it. That's what matters, though. Yeah. That's what matters, though, is how you feel when you're doing that shit. Yeah. Because as soon as it becomes a job, it's over. Oh, yeah. That's a different story. Yeah. As soon as it becomes a job, as long as it's something that, yo, I don't give a fuck if I ever made money from this. I do this because I love doing it. Yeah. It makes me feel good to do this shit. That's why some of the dopest, like, interviews I've seen with some of the High-level podcasters, they say, some of them have said, we didn't make a dime off the first five years. Mm-hmm. And if you can't commit to five I do years. I broke. If you can't commit to five years of something mm-hmm. before making the money, like, you're not committed. Because you, money, you, you money you is your motivation. Yeah, you didn't go through the struggle of not making a dime, you know? And you're already flawed. If money is the motivation, you're never going to be happy. Exactly. You chase money because it's running away from you. Yeah. When it comes to you after It's going to come to you because I'm creating and I'm yeah. really good and I've mastered and people want the services. So money's coming to me. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to chase it. That's the situation you want. Yeah. If niggas is chasing it, it's because it's running from you. Yeah. And that's no way to really live your life, but I don't think you're really going to discover that until you get older. Money really ain't shit. Yeah, I want a lot of it. I want it all. Yeah, but when you die, but it ain't I, going with you. <laughs> it ain't going with me. Yeah. And I've noticed that you can live a nice life. Yeah, you Just being a- able to be solid and be comfortable 
and take care of the situation. Yeah. I watch my my parents and my grandparents be able to do it and be happy, mm-hmm. not being rich. It was like, you're just designed in this country to think that rich, 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 rich. That rich, rich is happiness. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now I understand. I remember the first time I was like, money, I don't give a shit about money, and meant it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I had watched it fuck people over. You ever had somebody owe you money? Of course. You see how they act? Of course. It's, it's not just that. I've seen people borrow money and then use that borrowed money to take somebody else out. No, I've lost, <laughs> I've lost friends to it, right? Of course, yeah. Because it's like, you owe me money, right? Sure. I really don't give a fuck too much about it. I don't, but every time I'm around you, that's all you're thinking. Yeah. Yes, that's all you're thinking. You're thinking that that's what I'm thinking about when I look at you. Yeah. So it ruins our dynamic. So now you want to start avoiding me because you can't look me in the eye because you owe me money. I'm not asking for it, but it's ruining us. Yeah. Then you start disappearing. And now I got to deal with the, the fact that, hey, I never gave a shit about the money. I told you to get it to me when you can get it. But now that you're running, now it's a problem. That's the now issue. it's a problem because you're running and I got to deal with you. It was like, dog, I ne- fuck the money. Fuck it. It corrupted our whole relationship without me ever asking for it. Yeah. Money ain't shit, dog. That shit is destructive, bro. It is. It's real destructive. Niggas will kill their own people for that shit. And they'll be like, dog, I can't believe I lost this situation over some little piece of change. Like, I never even asked for the change. Yeah. Yeah, I just be like, dog, I don't give a fuck about the money. I'd rather have the fucking friendship than the money. Yeah. And a lot of niggas don't believe in that shit. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to get my money. I'm like, I don't give a fuck it, about money like that. The, I think the downfall of most, uh, most friendships, most relationships is always going to be, I guess, in, in reality, pussy and money. Not as true. These are always, as far as men, men, men wise, for sure. Yeah, these are, I, I, I probably lost for more. For women like a dude with money. Yeah, I've lost more relationships over women yeah. than anything else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fortunately, they weren't like the biggest friends of mine, you know. So it association, was, yeah, it wasn't like too. It wasn't like, oh, I miss that that person, you know. It's not a big loss, but the fact that I'm like, yo, how quickly it was like, damn, how quickly things. So it's like, damn, man, like I, I thought, thought we I was, thought he was better a, than that. I thought he was a decent guy. Yeah, I thought we were better than that. I want to say something, bro. Some of some of the cats, they were, uh, you know, how they you always had those friends who like they preach this loyalty talk, right? Yeah. Or like, you know, especially while intoxicated, they like to talk about this, you know, where like, it's always, you know, holding down for my boys, like loyalty is big, but, and they're the first ones to, to fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are, these are the ones who really, who that's, have lost. That's sort of like that. That's sort of like that. You ever, you see it all the time. Yeah. The, the Republican senator that is the most starch against gay Shit turns out to be the gay dude. <laughs> the gayest one. <laughs> like, why was you walling so hard on this shit and you knew that that was you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I don't know. But, you know, there, I, I will say, there is nothing like that feeling. Where you think something is more than what it is, and then when it gets revealed that it ain't that, like, you just... Yeah. Niggas don't want to tell the truth about that shit. I thought, I'm thinking that we this tight, yeah, and we, then over the smallest shit... It's over. And you'll be like, damn, I thought I thought it was better than that. I feel like a fucking sucker. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you are. All right. 
But it was like, no, there's no feeling like thinking that something, even with family, yeah, you think you're closer than what it is. And, and then when that relationship gets fucked over over something so small, you're like, damn, I thought it was much better than that. And bro. that's crazy because I, shh, Nemo, no, man, we've had these conversations, man. And I was just like, bro, like there, there's been people who, you know, we grew up with, mm-hmm. uh, who've always been cool, you know, especially if you have a, a good, like tight relationship with your, you know, your family members. And then you realize when you start getting older, like, these people ain't who I thought well, they was. You know? out, outgrowing somebody is something different. No, but when you start seeing, like, this, like they start showing characteristics. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know if it's because they're getting older or now because, you know, maybe you see things differently now. Because you're getting older. Yeah, and I, maybe I'm noticing things that, you know, as kids, we're not paying attention to the family drama all the time. Right. You know, or like, or like just like certain things that, you, you know, relatives say, like, they don't click. And then now that you're older, you know, you got your own kids, you got your own families and shit. And now you're like, you're looking at their situations maybe a little differently. Or, you know what, they don't they don't respect their family the way that yeah. they should be. You know, like yeah. we're better than this, like you said. And I and, and I see I seen that. And I'm just like, yeah, it, it's it's fucking unfortunate because you try to be like for me, a lot of people don't necessarily know because I don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'm a big family person. A big like if you ask me ten times or nine times out of ten. I'm with family members. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You give me a call, chances are you're hearing my kids in the background. Or I'm at a, my uncle's house, my, mo- my mother's house. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are, this is where you catch me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so whenever, like, because I'm so close with family, when I start to notice these, like, flaws in outside family members, I'm like, damn, bro. Like, I didn't think like this about them back then. But, you know, even, even everybody's going to fall victim. Like, all heroes fall. You're, you're going to notice, your, you know, the flaws in your parents. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But and, it's, it, I, and some people lose their relationship with their parents, too. It, it happens. Fortunately, I, that's never happened to me. I, I, had a, I had a fallout with my father mm-hmm. uh, maybe about three, four years ago. And that was sort of a similar situation. He wouldn't even... Mad at me. He was mad at another family member, and I wanted to defuse it. And so you... I stepped in to defuse, and I sort of got caught in a crossfire for being in the mix. And we, it's 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 a it's a mix of being in the mix, but also that relationship between those two had made that person so toxic. Yeah, that it just spills out on everything. Yeah, and so we lost two years of our relationship to that shit over something. It probably wasn't worth I'm it. I'm standing on principle. <laughs> yeah. Right? I did everything I could not to burn that bridge. Yeah. You want that bridge? You burnt it. You build it back. Mm. If you don't build it back, you never wanted it. Yeah. Now, my father being the man he is, he built it back. And you know what I discovered? I didn't get no satisfaction out of that. I stood on principle. This is the only way you're making it back. You got to do this. And he did it, and I feel like shit, cause I lost two years out of that, and something could have happened to us. Yeah, you never know. For what? When I finally got what I wanted, I got no satisfaction out of it. Mm. Wasted my time. I was like, I swear to God, I'll never do that shit again. Yeah. We resolve all issues, and most of these issues, if you think about it, they're usually very small. It's usually very small. It, it's usually very like it becomes bigger than what it should be. Yeah. And and it's it, almost damn near every time is the lack of communication or or misunderstanding. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the unfortunate part because like there's you know there's a lot of people who maybe I don't speak to today. And I'm like, 
you know, it was a simple conversation that could probably fix that. But you, you know? know, but but you know what? Even even on that, my whole my whole standpoint was, in our family, we're just sort of like. In the past, it was like we have an issue. Like me and my brother, we have an issue. Mm-hmm. Fist fight, box it out. We fist fight. We don't fuck with each other for a while, and then we come back around each other like it never happened. Yeah, we're just we never talk about it. We never resolve any issues. We just keep it moving. Same mm-hmm. thing with my dad. We get into it. We don't fuck with each other for a while. And then we just get around each other and never speak about it. And then I got to a point where I was like, yeah, I'm growing. So we not doing that no more. Yeah. From this point on, when we have a falling out, ain't going to be no just coming around each other and, hey, what's up, dude? Like, it never happened. No, no. Talking we got to address it. But See, the problem with that is, is when it finally happens, I still didn't get anything out of that. Yeah. That's my thing, though. My, my thing is, is I got to talk it out. I, we got I, to. We got to have some kind of dialogue. We have to. And the thing is that, you're right, though. Some of the people who I decide, like, I let them know we got to talk this shit out, I don't. And maybe the satisfaction is lacking because I don't hear what I, what I should be hear. hearing. Yeah. And, is and, it should be or is it want to hear? But a lot of times what I want to hear is somebody taking accountability. And a lot of times, you know? but, you, but another thing is, that's where you get your feelings hurt. Nah, I'm telling the person that I love and I think loves me. I'm not accepting that, dog. We got to talk about it. Nah, I don't want to fucking talk about it. So you in that shit. And it's like, I wasn't even worth the fucking conversation. And yeah. I thought that we loved each other. And maybe we do. He just don't know how to fucking communicate. Yeah. And it, you know what's crazy? You're right, though. So he'd rather just not talk to me forever because he don't know how to communicate. But you're right. The, one, the, part, the ones that hurt are the ones who... They don't feel like you're important enough you're to have this conversation. The, yeah, you're not even worth the and hashing that, out. Yeah, the ones that do, I'm like, yo, you don't, you're not it's even like, telling me what I want to fucking hear. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, it's a disappointment on both sides half the time. Until that you get those people who they can hold themselves accountable. Yeah. They, they can speak to you and you guys can come to a common ground, a common terms, you know, whatever. And uh, those, are, those are a little more rare. They're super rare. Yeah. Because you actually got to do some work. Yeah, or you and nobody likes to, to get be, there. Nobody likes to be. I don't like apologizing. I'll do it at any point in time necessary. Yeah, for sure. And it's like people, people won't even say they're wrong. They'll say I did. And my yeah, thing, my thing, it was the right thing. It was like, you're right. What did it cost you? How much? Hmm. That receipt ain't worth it. Um, yeah, that receipt ain't worth it. Like how? Okay, cool. You got your shit off, and you're right. What did it cost you? Because mm-hmm. now I don't fuck with you. But you're right. Congratulations. What'd you lose? You lost something yeah. with that. I'm yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? I'm because that's, that. that's what really happened in my life is I was one of them niggas, especially early when I was younger. Oh, you want to argue? I got you. I can beat you in an argument, but then I lost you. Yeah. And now I got to sit around knowing I won the fuck out of that argument, but I lost you. Yeah. And it really wasn't fucking worth it. Yeah. My thing is, you know, like... I've been told too, like, because usually if I'm going to speak, mm-hmm. especially like if it's a serious conversation, somebody that really, you know, somebody that actually wants to have it, yeah, especially somebody who wants to actually have a real conversation about something, I'm like, if you're gonna, if I'm gonna take the time to go ahead and give you my honest perspectives on things, mm-hmm. you got, you got to pay attention, and you got to be ready to to hear it raw. It's gonna be all real. I'm not, I'm not holding back nothing, and you know, it, you do what you want to do with that information, you know, or my response. And it's a lot of these people who either they just want to talk just to talk. There's no, uh, 
they're just waiting to hear what they're going to say next. Yeah. You're like, you're not even listening to me. Exactly. You just want to respond. It, and it's, We're done. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, you are. I'm already out of that conversation. But sometimes I'll do the talking to the point where they don't like what they're hearing. And they start, to, well, you think you're always right. I'm like, no, I don't think I'm always right. But you ask for my perspective. And if I know something on that, I'm going to speak to what I know and what I've experienced already. And I'm telling you because you probably have any experiences or you're in the in the transition of beginning to experience something like this and you mm-hmm. don't know what it's like. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm, I didn't ask you for this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You asked me. And so like for you to assume that like, I just think I'm always right because your responses are not valid to me is because you're talking like somebody who is 22, 21 years old. Mm-hmm. That conversation I have with another 30 year old or a 40 year old is way different than how I'm going to have with it you. It should be. And because yeah, it's disappointing exactly. when it's not but like, nigga, you are too fucking old, bro. Yeah. And if that conversation is the same for a 40 year old, I'm like, you, you didn't, you, you didn't wasted grow your up. life. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't change. It's crazy, dog. You wasted your life. Yeah. This is the back and forth I had had with Norm the one time. I was like, it's like, nah, I had it together. I'm the same. Like, dog, if you're the same at 20 mm-hmm. that you're at 40, that's a flag. That's, a, that's gotta be a red flag. You can't be. You changed a lot. You just don't recognize how much you changed. You know what I'm saying? I think it's because it's been upward. I think when it's good progression, some people don't. They don't notice. Yeah, it's not noticeable. And yeah. then it's not until like it's a negative thing. When they're a home. Yeah. I think it's funny like to watch motherfuckers who just like want to argue. To... It's like we're having a confrontation and you're ready. Yeah. They and then enjoy I let it. you go. And then when it's my turn, I say. You're right, and I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to do better. And now they're stuck. Like that wasn't why. That's not. I'm prepared to give. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I look at him. It was like you never wanted to have this conversation for any type of resolution or solution. You wanted, you just to, wanted argue. to argue. Yeah. I don't do that. That's a waste of time. You want something? You want to have a sit down with me? Let's get something out of it. Even agreeing to disagree. Yeah. But I I could tell, and I knew it, and that's why I'm gonna give you exactly what you want. But I mean it. Mm-hmm. My bad. I'm going to try and do better. And now hey. you don't know what the fuck to do with it. Hey, you got it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> nah, that's a weapon. No, that's the thing you hate nah, to that's hear. that's a weapon. When you, that's when that's like say K for it? me. That was a fight. Yeah. That's, that's it. Nah. Hey, you got it. <laughs> but see, even, even then, see, I never did. I, I'm, not a, I'm not an argue guy. Yeah. My violence is silence. But that's a negative thing, especially in relationships. I weaponize that shit. That's how I used to manipulate women. Show you you, but not. But my policy in mm-hmm. life—that's a toxic trait. Yeah. But on a positive trait is no, I don't do none of that arguing shit. It's, it's wasteless. I want a solution. All I'm gonna do is this. It's also. I'm ex- gonna show you you. It's exhausting though. It really it's is too exhausting. I I don't I don't know where niggas get the energy to beef, to sit around and think that you got haters or enemies. Mm-hmm. I don't have none, and I don't have the energy to beef with people. I yeah. really don't. You it's got a, it. It's a lot you of. You got it. It's you a lot it. of work. It really takes yeah. a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. To 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 beef and and have constant enemies and shit like that. But you a lot of people That's always a dry, they're driven by that. That's always a looking over your shoulder like feel, you know, like I wouldn't I don't think I've ever had to be in a position where I feel like, damn, you know what? Like I got to look over my shoulder all the time. Besides like just the typical like, you know, but like to know that yo chill. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> First of all, for the record, I was not a battle rapper. I was. 
Yeah, never, never. I only, I only battle rap once, and I, and I won that. And that's good enough. I was one and done. And Shout out to Entry. <laughs> ah, no, let me find out. Let me find out. Let me find out. He gonna have to come. He gonna come back. I told him he, he's trying to rebattle he me multiple times. Oh, for sure. I'm better now. That wasn't even my final form. <laughs> He he uh he denies to this day this ever occurred. Okay, I said no. I recall that I happened. Were there, witness, there was witnesses. I don't care how. No, oh. I don't care how much alcohol was flowing. It's not. It's not my fault. Let me find out, bro. It's not my fault. <laughs> Let me. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Entry though, man. Shout uh, out to that. But Young yeah, legend. man. Uh, yeah, I know we got to get out of here. I got to get out of here actually. But uh. Let's get to these questions, man. I got, I got a special. I, I'm doubling up today. God damn. Yeah. Okay. I got to double Nemo up on the questions the whole, today. Nemo. All right. I'll let you go to Coco Buff. I mean, Coco Guff. Coco Guff? Who's Coco that? Coco Guff. She is the next Serena. She is a young tennis sensation who just won the U.S. Open. Oh, shit. She's awesome. She literally They've is. They've been showing like, a lot of tennis on TV. She is like the next Serena. They're like, young Serena. That's with the with the BDB braids. Yeah, it, it's literally Coco. She's that's that. crazy. She's on her way. It's so crazy the the viewership tennis gets. Yeah, you you but the stars, so. you know, the stars that they have now warranted. Yeah, they all you know, they're, especially the women, they're off the chain, bro. I believe it. So I believe it. Hey, that's an exhausting sport too. That's a lot of. Bro, a I'm telling you, you look at that shit and you're like, I can do that shit. Hell like, no, no, you can't. Fuck you can't. It's like, can. it's like golf. Like, I talk a lot of shit about golf. Play golf. You can't. It's math. I can't play golf. It's math. Yeah. And I don't fuck with math. I don't even like going to top golf because my swing is horrific. All of that measuring and shit like that. It's too much. It's way too much. It ain't for me. It ain't. It ain't for me. Um, My crush of the week is going to be, like I said, a double up. And that's because... You know what happens when you have like two fighters who you like, both of them? Sure. So it's kind of hard to, you're, you're almost like neutral in All the right. mix, right? Well, there's two women fighting tonight, and I'm neutral. Okay. It's a title fight. You know about my girl Valentina, mm-hmm. UFC? She's coming for the rematch against the one who beat her last, Alexa Grasso. Okay. I don't know, man. I can't choose. Yeah. <laughs> Hell in the cell, huh? That's really what it is. That's Hell what it boils down to. You, you're fans of both. They're pretty. I can't choose one. Nemo. I'm going to just, I'm going to uh, cheer, cheer the both of y'all. Try not to hit her in the face. Let's do a submission. Hey, don't hit her like that. Submission. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Nemo, who you got, man? Who you got, Nemo? Go ahead. One this piece. Nigga here. This nigga here. Yeah. Chioma, Chioma, Chioma Mila. Yes, you. Drop dead. Yo, One Piece. For all our anime fans out there, I am a advocate for that. That anime show ain't about shit. I'm an advocate, but that live action was awesome. It was awesome. Is it they just got renewed for a second season. It was like fucking duh. Hey, is it weird? Is it oh, weird? they got six. They got well, they can pull that off. They, I guarantee they, they can pull that off. With the fan base, just if you can keep up the same quality as season one, yes. with the fan base that one piece at, you're getting six out of that. Is it weird that I saw like a little anime visual clip 
on like Instagram, and it was like it was like some porn shit. No, and I was like hentai. I was like, damn, that's kind of hot. <laughs> hentai is a thing. Uh, yeah, but I don't, you know, I don't watch that shit. Whatever, nigga. So when I seen that, I was whatever, like, nigga. I was like, oh. There's some titties and everything in that era. That's why it's my favorite era. Yo, shout out to all the animated titties. Yo, anything before we close out? Nah. Nah. No. Aliens, dear, dear E.T., they're all extraterrestrials. Go fuck yourself. Go eat a dick. Damn. If you ain't helping, if you ain't invading, eat a dick. We don't have an alien. Yeah, he's going to have to come and sit down. He's going to be sitting down with us. Come and sit down and let me find out your cake. (laughs) Yo, man. Episode 290 of the CSP, man. We out of here.